When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Tane. And I'm Aid, and this is Alter Call, a Married at First Sight podcast. Hello, everyone out there. And hello to our guest, Allie. Hi, Allie. Hi, Aid. How's it going? It's going pretty well. Very excited that you're here. For our audience, I will just let you know that Allie is my sister. So my sister is a bit of a legend on this show. I think we've mentioned her many times because basically through your husband is how Tane and I met. True. So Allie and I sound a lot alike. We get this from everybody, including our own parents in the days before caller ID. We would often get a who are we talking to from the people that are responsible for our existence. So apologies in advance. As Tane said last week, this episode comes with a PSA. And the PSA is, we sound a lot alike, so we're going to try to say each other's names a lot so you know who's talking. So before we get into this week's episode, Allie, tell the people how much you have watched MAFS. Um, This was my first time watching an entire episode. So (laughs) this was an adventure for me. I will say that because you and Tane are, you know, people that I care about and we're starting this adventure, I have been an avid listener of your podcast. I do not miss a week. You know, I often call you and say, can't believe this happened. So it was a wonderful experience to put faces to names, but this was my first full episode. And I think that was part of the adventure. One of my favorite episodes is the one where you listened and then you had to find out what exactly Hurricane K was. <laughs> so I had to pull it up for you to watch. I don't remember this. With Michaela, like Oh, with- <laughs> yeah. Okay, you're right. I you forgot. Still- <laughs> <laughs> I did. I watched many a YouTube video of that because that was wild. <laughs> yes. But yes, this is my first full episode. So it was it was quite an adventure. I have I think six pages of handwritten notes. Um, so I'm ready for this. I am, I'm, I'm ready. Let's bring it. Uh, before we bring it, should we talk about the socials? What, what happened on the socials? What happened in Maths Land? So I just took a quick glance at the only thing I saw of interest was that Woody and Amani posted a three month picture of Rain Amir, their beautiful little baby, and I enjoyed that. That's such a cute name. I like that name. Congrats and- to them. And then a bunch of people are celebrating anniversaries. So I saw the Philadelphia. Um, AJ and Stephanie are in Antigua celebrating their anniversary because everybody's anniversary is at the same time. I was going to say, it's kind of like you could set your DVR by their anniversaries because you should know <laughs> exactly how long it is they've been married. Uh, oh, but on to this week's folks. Um, what did you think of the episode overall? 
what did I think of the episode overall? I enjoyed it. There was a lot of um, action. Like I said, I have been, you know, listening. I don't know. This is episode 10. So I've been listening to you guys talk about these people, talk about their relationships. So I really enjoyed putting names to faces. I will just say that um, it does not need to be two hours. If we cut a lot of the scenes of San Diego, there was one scene where we like we saw someone walking down the street in her butt. And I was like, oh, is that a character? But no, it was just random people. So if we cut scenes of San Diego, we could get through this in an hour and a half. And you know <laughs> that I am efficiency is so important to me. I'm trying to get through life. So but I really did. I enjoyed it. I'm not sure if I'm coming back next week, but I enjoyed this week. Okay, I'm fun. glad. I thought it was a good... I'm glad if you're only going to watch one episode, I feel like this was actually one good episode to watch. Uh, so we started with our usual round robin of people making breakfast and it just being in the morning. And we hear that it's the month anniversary, which is, you know, every couple celebrating being married for one month. Um, we start with Kristen going to paint with her, I call her Hillary Duff looking friend. Her name is Zoe. Did you think she looked like Hillary Duff? I did not get Hillary Duff. Okay. But you know what? Honestly, at that point in the episode, I was trying to figure out who was Kristen and who was the friend. So my <laughs> mind was in a different place. <laughs> uh, so they make candles, which you and I went candle baking and it didn't involve chopping. Yeah, and it was one of those bench scrapes. You know, it's the thing that I have to, like, scrape off my um, counter when I'm cooking? So I was yes. like, oh, that's interesting. What kind of candles are these? But that's fine. I think they have to chop it up into little pieces. It was good. It looked like a good activity. So they get to the topic of discussion, which is where these poor people are forced to sit down and talk with their friends about marriage. And Kristen's summary is, uh, things are good, but he doesn't believe in her dream of flipping houses. Which I was like, is flipping houses really your dream? <laughs> um, success she is says a crime. it's a dream. Success is a crime of the environment. My notes, my handwriting is tragic, so some of my notes are not truly legible. But I wrote flipping home, success is a crime. And then I was really confused as to why thinking about her parents made her cry. Sorry, am I jumping ahead? Did you want to spend more time on success as a crime? No, actually, that's where I was going next is I did not understand why she started crying about her parents. Yeah. I believe her parents are divorced. No, because they were at the wedding together. I think she was talking about like when. Sorry, we can't jump ahead. But when they were looking at family pictures, wedding pictures, they were together. They were hanging out together. I don't know. I They're divorced. Why. Oh, I did not pick up on that. So she was like, oh, okay. You know what? Anyways, I what amazed me is how over him the friend was. Like, <laughs> I her friend is over him. Like, friend is not feeling him at all. She's like, so I guess we're done with this experiment. Now you know. Like, friend is not even trying to, like, maybe this can work out. Zoe, Zoe Hillary Duff is done. <laughs> and see, I didn't get done from Hillary Duff slash Zoe. I did get the whole, like, but if you want to run, I support you. Mm. Yeah. To me, that's done. So, so, so next, because everybody's talking to their friends this week, we move on to Morgan and Deborah. Morgan is, uh, you know who Morgan is. Um, oh, yes. I know <laughs> were you at the beginning, were you trying to figure out which one was Morgan or was it pretty clear? No, it was pretty clear because, um. Deborah seemed older. I was like, that's interesting. I wondered if Deborah was like a fellow nurse friend. Um, but I thought Deborah seemed like her wise, you know, mother auntie figure. Um, 
sorry, Deborah, if you're not older. Um, so it was clear to me who was Morgan and who was Ben. I mean, who was Deborah there? So their topic of conversation is that Ben never stopped talking to Justin about their relationship and that he's broken her trust. And Alexis told Morgan that she kept on hearing things that Ben had said about her from Justin and that sometimes he talks on speakerphone. And I'm just like, there's so much stupidity amongst all these people. First off, why is Justin taking calls from Ben on speakerphone in front of Alexis? And Alexis is reporting back to Morgan that Ben is lying on you. Or that is what Morgan says. There's a lot of telephone here. Mm Mm-hmm. And then they give us a summary of what has happened through like the conversation and through video flashbacks. So she went, once she heard this thing from Alexis, she went and grabbed her stuff and let him know that she knows from the video. I don't know what she told him. I know things. And I think the poor man was like, what do you know? So we see him try to run after her and then she keeps walking. So then we see him picking up the phone. I assume immediately to call Justin and, th- and then we find out that he did go to Justin and Alexis's apartment. And then Alexis calls Morgan and says, Ben is at my apartment right now and FaceTimes. And she yells at him for going to their house. And Alexis told me everything. And then Alexis says that it's a problem that he goes to Justin for everything. And so then Morgan yells, you tell Justin everything about us. Then she's telling Ben that he's a liar. So then she demands that he walks out of Justin and Alexis's apartment at this moment and talk to her. And then by that point, both her, when she's telling the story, both Deborah and Morgan are crying and her friend says that it feels like they're closing the door. What did you make of uh, uh, Morgan and her recounting of the story? Um, Wow. So again, I'm going to refer to my notes because it was a lot, but I wrote poor communicator. Like I just felt like I... I think you have you may have had at some point a valid argument, but you have laid it out so poorly. Like you have not communicated properly. Like when she's like, "Oh, you went over to talk to Alexis. I can't believe you went over to talk to Justin. Uh, you didn't even try and talk to me." I was like, "But if you wanted to talk, why'd you leave? Like that's mm-hmm. not how you talk. You don't say I want to. How you be mad at someone for going to talk to someone when he tried <laughs> to talk to you and you left? I mean." aid i wrote poor bin question mark like that's all that i have to say because how this is like there's not finding fair and there's whatever this is and this is like i don't know what he's supposed to he's just supposed to sit in this house with the feelings and just be sad can he call his mom like who is appropriate to discuss this with because you are not available to discuss it so yeah i mean i think that perhaps she had a point um, but the way that she went about it, um, it's like, eh, it's gone. There's no point. There's no, there's no defense. Like you've just, I kept thinking about what Nina said about how she hates him. <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, this will come up later and we will, but yes, from the very beginning, I said from last week, I am not, I'm ready to not be team bin necessarily. But I do think Morgan is just, I'm not a fan of her style. And this whole argument, I thought was, was, it had like little smacks of controlling. Like, you're not allowed to talk to anybody unless I give you permission Mm -hmm. to talk to them at the time that you may talk to them. And this is what you may say to them. You lied to my face. You let, I was just like, whoa. (laughs) 
And do you think Alexis was shit stirring? Um, I don't know how to feel. I'm trying to keep my opinions and my thoughts on this centered on the one relationship. I will say that I don't think Alexis is helpful, but I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt and hope that it's not coming from a, like a place of drama creating shit stirring and just like you're inadvertently making this worse. Um, but yeah, I definitely like, she's not helping. She, no, she's, uh, I thought that with the phone call, she was trying to help because instead of playing the game of like telephone, but I don't think she realized it. She'd be dealing with a Morgan who's like telling her man, he's not allowed to talk to anybody. So just, and I don't understand. Sorry. Um, I guess going back to Alexis, I don't understand what her, and it's unfortunate because we didn't see the conversation where she told her, but I'm kind of like, what was your intent and how did you say, hey, he continues to talk about you? Like, that part isn't clear to me either. My theory is that Justin has previously been overly emotionally involved with Ben's problems. Mm. And I wonder if she told Morgan because she sees Justin's involvement as a problem for Justin. Mm. Okay. But who knows? So we move on to Justin and his brother getting together and uh, Alexis meeting with her friend Jackie. And Alexis describes her marriage as an emotional roller coaster. And Justin admits to his brother that he has apparently been having outbursts all of his life, but nobody has called him out on it until Alexis. And Alexis says that Justin doesn't know how to self-regulate, that she has to do it for him to tell him like, you need to calm down and then we can come back and talk about it. And she has to guide him through regulating his emotions. And I think a part of her is like, I, I'm too old for this. Um, and she tells her friend that she's losing her drive in the marriage and she's shutting down. And then the friend asked, are you going to say no on decision day? And Alexis says that she would be uncomfortable saying yes, but she would also be uncomfortable saying no. So she just doesn't know. I I don't have much to say on this. Like, okay. It was a lot of nothing. There was a lot of nothing. Agreed. (laughs) Next, we move on to Stasha and her mama, Stacy, who are making grandma's cookie bars while Stasha and her mom talk about how Nate needs to reassure Stasha that he's falling in love with her. And I feel like her mom is trying to talk some sense into her. This is the same retread of what Stasha was doing last week, where she was pressuring Nate to say he loves her. Um, And her mom, I think, does a good job of being like, is he not showing you anything? And she's like, no, he's showing me things. Well, okay. And uh, Stasha talks about her um, trust issues with people. And her mom in an interview says that she thinks she's part of the problem because Stasha saw her in a bad relationship and that she prays that Stasha will give Nate the opportunity. Uh, so I thought that was good-ish. I mean, it's very retread of last week. I liked her mom, though. Because, you know, like, who we are, and honestly, I was thinking about Morgan, kind of going back to Morgan, but really for Stasia, a lot of who we are and how we respond to things are rooted in, in our past, right? And so I really liked her mom sort of making it make sense a little bit more. Like, it was retread. But I appreciated her mom maybe saying, hey, the reason that she thinks this way, that she feels this way is because of what she saw me go through. And I just, so I, I just, I liked her mom. And yeah, I liked two of them together. I love a Stacey, did you notice her mom's name is Stacy? Stacy Stasia? I just, oh, that, 
I liked their matching pink aprons. Yes, they were cute. <laughs> so the experts in their over their interview, whatever, tell us once again, this is the one month anniversary uh, episode. So we do a little round robin to find out what everybody's doing. Um, Lindy and Miguel are going on a boat. Morgan is by herself and says that like, it's one month, but I don't feel like it's one month and it's not excited, uh, exciting. And she's tired and she's mentally drained. Um, and she needs to tell him how she feels. But in the longer segments, we start with Kristen and Mitch. Um, I'm sorry. Did you have any thoughts on the round robins? No, no, no. That's fine. I find the round robins very boring and I wish that they would not happen so that we could get to actually material. So carry on. (laughs) (laughs) Kristen and Mitch, she um, gives him instructions on how to pet the dog properly, um, which is like, okay. Stasha is at the door and she says that Nate wants a dog. So to test it out, she's going to dog sit for Kristen and Mitch while they go away for their one month. I know that Stasha doesn't want a dog because she's famous for having like an intensely clean house. And I don't think a dog goes with her intensely clean house, but look at her compromising. Cause she's like, well, Nate wants a dog. So we'll just have to figure it out. But the compromising didn't get the whole way to her face because <laughs> when this chick said, I, I mean, I think you guys had mentioned the roles before on a previous episode. When this chick said, we we're going to have to clean the folds. I was like, Ugh. and then you know why I don't have a dog, especially in an apartment complex, because it is my true belief that um, both, God and our parents who immigrated to this country did not do it so that we can follow a dog around picking up poop with our hands. <laughs> <laughs> <So>. <laughs> That's not what they did. Those sacrifices were made for, for a different purpose. How do I explain all that was done for me in my life to then be like, and now I follow this dog around and I pick up shit in my, with this plastic bag. Like, Satya was me and the schedule. <laughs> Oh, that schedule. I mean, it was. I don't know. I don't have a dog. I don't want to judge, but I was like, that is an intense schedule. No, for that you know, dog. when I dog sat um, for our friends um, here, it was that intense of a schedule. Like I had to go there like five times. And you know, I didn't bring the dog to my house because all of the previous above, but like we had to go at this time to let him out. And did they like, I mean, it's, they, they have needs. They need a lot of attention. I believe the schedule, the schedule. Yeah, it is what it is. I'm with you, Stasia. But she did it. She did it for the she love of it. Nate so she could mm-hmm. get used to this dog life. Uh, so Kristen and Mitch go out of town to some sort of retreat. The colonizer vibes were very strong with this one. Um, um, there's yoga. There's a lot of Buddhist imagery. It made me uncomfortable. Um, Kristen says that she wants to do no heavy discussions and they do yoga, and she makes fun of his ujjayi breathing. You know in yoga they tell you to breathe real deeply? I don't know that the, he wasn't, the man was grunting. <laughs> that was a breathing. I've done yoga. Perhaps, you know what I was thinking though, is like many of my yoga classes have been in rooms with music, and I was like, perhaps they needed music um, along with the instruction, but it was, it was a lot, um, and it would throw me off my... Um, my yoga in yoga, yeah, my practice, my own practice. If I had to listen to, it was a lot. Um, the the bit of their dog, Kristen, is like you're really grunty. <laughs> Do you see what the the teacher was laughing too? Yes, <laughs> the man was, was aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but 
Mitch, I will say Mitch's turnaround was amazing because he's like, I need to release tension. And yoga is like marriage where you stretch and you find your limit and that he's pushed her to her limit and vice versa. And then how do we find something good there? I was like, that is some very good metaphoring, bitch. Um, we're not through the whole episode, but I did have a thought in this that like, I did not get full environmental Mitch. Like he just seemed to be going with the flow of everything. <laughs> Um, you know, I'm glad they gave Mitch a break from annoying us with his, some of his stances. Yoga was good. They, and they seemed really like, they seemed good together. I liked them at that point. I enjoyed them. It was sweet. And that is the thing about Kristen and Mitch. They have moments like that where I'm like, they're so good. And then he does things or it's mainly him. I, I will, I will, the way they're playing this, it's mainly him. Um, but yeah, like this whole house flipping thing. But other than that, Kristen and Mitch, the, from the way they started, they have come a long way. And they are a very cute couple. And they seem very comfortable and natural and happy with each other a lot of the time. So next up is Lindy and Miguel's like month anniversary date. They sent these people out to freeze on a boat. Um, They got married in February. So I'm thinking this should be March, but I guess mm. it was cold that weekend. Or... No, it's cold in, yeah. <laughs> Um, Lindy and Miguel just basically sit around and talk about how much they like each other and eat charcuterie. I did note the reliability and predictability and the consistency and consistency. And I loved when she was like, oh no, you haven't seen me at my worst. And I was like, this man is like, wait, there's more? Like that, that was funny. Um, but it was very like, just generally sweet and nice. And we like each other and we're so great and we're so happy. And um, it was it was nice. It was, you know, I think that watching the show, it's one of the things that I don't think I get enough of from listening to y'all. Not that you don't talk about them being nice, but just seeing the sweetness together. I was like, oh, this is this is good. This is why someone does this. This is sweet. Yeah, that was that was good. I'm happy for them. I think they're going to be OK. Um, Stasia and Nate are going to a lawyer for the postnup. Yes. Which was a topic of discussion from the very beginning. I think even before the wedding, Stasha was talking about how she wanted to post up. I really enjoyed, um, like, it was a good scene. And I think that, uh, you know, she's been talking about actions and proving it. Uh, my, my husband happened to walk by at this moment when she was like, so if two people put money into an account and then like, and it looked like that was going to go left when she was like, and then, you know, say they get divorced, do they split the funds the way that it came in? And I really was like, ooh, this, because my thought would be you would split it 50-50 at that point. And the fact that he was like, no, it would be, you know, in accordance with who had put most and how they just like, to me, that was a potential landmine. And it was completely not an issue. And I was like, this is good. This is good. This is, again, I'm just feeling all the, the good vibes and the positivity of that interaction what did you think I was just so happy because I thought Nate is much chiller than I thought anybody would be about a postnup it's not that I thought it was wrong of her to ask for one but he's been very very accepting and like very chill about it um and I think that that's kind of admirable I think that you could get into your emotions about it really easily no matter how confident and secure that you are but he hasn't. He's just like, okay, I'll sign it. Um, I will also say that um, 
my husband, like I said, was around during this scene. And so I was like, oh, she makes, I think I said she makes like 500 and he makes like 150. And he was like, that makes sense that he's chill because he is making, like, he's okay. Like he's secure. Am I right on those numbers? Yes, yes. Yeah. He was like, if he was making like 30 and she was making 150, I think that this would be a more awkward conversation. But at 150, like he knows he's taking care of himself. He doesn't have a great need for her. So if she wants to protect hers, that makes sense. He's like, this makes sense to me um, with those numbers. So I just I just thought that was interesting, um, that, that perspective. But yeah, I, it was just good. It was just easy and good. And I see your point about him being secure in something that could be an awkward conversation but I would also say like I met you a month ago and what you had before is definitely something I should keep my hands off so I think if he had a different reaction we'd be like what's up with that I have a question about the logistics of maths um I think that they definitely sign a prenup of some kind because there's just no way they can go into these tv marriages without a prenup um so I wondered what exactly differentiated the postnup from whatever prenup they signed. We'll never probably find the answer, but mm-hmm. I'm still curious. Mm-hmm. No wonder. All right, guys, we will be right back. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you make can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work. Up to $100 per day, are up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. Summer is coming and it is time for all of us to go on vacation. You can use the money you earn from Earnin to buy a new bathing suit or some new clothes for your fun summer vacation. Download Earn In today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in Autocall on the podcast when you sign up. It'll really help the show. That's Autocall on the podcast. Subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max, see earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earn In is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank & Trust, member FDIC. Ladies, you know that vicious week before your period where you feel like you want to crawl out of your skin, you feel a little bit down or off, and those cravings when you feel like you can eat anything in sight? Well, there's a solution for that. Now it's easier to manage your PMS with estrogen control. You have to try Hormone Harmony. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality. And it shows. For a limited time, you can get 15% off on your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code ALTERCALLMAFS at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S for 15% off today. we are back with Mitch and Kristen. They get their wedding basket, which is always like so cute. Um, Cause Mitch says that they have a rough week, but 
He's like, he acknowledges the existence of producers. He's like, they're pulling at our heartstrings, but it's a good way. And he likes looking at their pictures and reading their vows and feeling all the hope and optimism. And it makes him feel sentimental and appreciative. And Kristen starts crying, looking at her dax. Kristen really has cried a lot this episode. Um, <laughs> she thinks that if they continue nights like these, that they can fall in love. And she looks forward to more moments with him like this. First off, I understand that we're making television. I actually don't enjoy, I really thought to myself what my issue was here. Cause I don't like the reading of vows. Like vows to me belong to the two people that they happen to. So I'm even a little bit awkward about like making your own vows publicly. Anyways, I have my own issues, um, but I really liked their vows. And I think that if you're marrying someone that you met on that day they were good vows and I thought it was good to read and maybe because it was the first one I was like oh this is sweet with the pictures and like you know um definitely acknowledged the existence of the manipulation of the producers um but it was it was well done I think the first one I think the order that they put them in is important and so I'm glad that we got them first <laughs> uh next up is Lydia Miguel where they discuss, I think their boat right went haywire at the end. And I'm like, are you guys not going to show us any video of this? No. Um, when it rained on them, it's like, that's blowing the myth of San Diego. It doesn't ever rain in San Diego. It's part of the advertising. Well, Probably you're contractually obligated to not show rain in San Diego. <sighs> Lindsay, Lindy, sorry, explains that she's less anxious and she hasn't been biting her nails as much since she got married. Yeah. Because Miguel deals with her well and makes her feel secure and cared for. Um, I wondered, does the champagne come open or did they just not show us when it was open? Because it looked. <laughs> I also, um, my thought, sorry, I was, uh, I went to jokes early. I really thought that was interesting because it was very, and I, I hate to poke at our, you know, most likely to succeed couple, but everything about them is about how she feels she feels secure like it's very one-sided good good point yes so even like they're oh we're so happy it's because you like he has found a um, way to navigate her predictable unpredictability and then this <laughs> is like you know my nails i'm you know so i was just like i mean and it's working for them so but i just thought that was interesting and then when he got sad when she was like clowning the pictures i was like i all this man wants he's asked very little just don't make fun of his wedding day and yeah and she couldn't give him that and that made me sad for him she kept on saying oh this is so awkward oh this is so awkward it's i, I totally understood why he was like no like i don't look at it like oh this was so awkward mm -hmm. this was like a good moment for us i loved it it was the first moment i met you like i don't know <sighs> um then, let me take it from here because how I felt when this happened. Then we cut to Morgan with the angry music, doing boxing. Like it was so dramatically <laughs> angry. Like I was like, I, haven't, I need to adjust my feelings. <laughs> what happened? Oh, okay. Morgan, Morgan says to us, oh, uh, we had plans to go back to the wedding venue, but she's definitely going there to give him some vows tomorrow. And the whole thing is very menacing and threatening. Uh -huh. <laughs> And they show her like punching and kicking. Mm -hmm. Ben doesn't know what's coming. Oh. 
Um, this episode, the best part of this whole episode, our comic relief, was Nate doing a selfie camera with Luna humping her bed. <laughs> it was a lot of comic relief, but that was really fun. This dude, and the way he was like, is she a girl? Like, yes. <laughs> Thanks, Luna. Luna provided many a laugh this week. Thanks, Luna. She did that nasty little breathing dog. <laughs> she was a star. Luna. Uh, Justin and Alexis are scrapbooking and I was so confused. I was like, is this what they got for their one month anniversary? Maybe they didn't make them an album. Well, I did they do that stuff later? But I was like, did their activity get rained out or was it too cold? Like, why is their one month anniversary activity making a scrapbook? How many times can we see people receiving a surprise box that is not a surprise because this is season 15? I appreciated them not subjecting us to that again and just going straight to the scrapbooking personally. And I'm like, that's how I can tell you haven't been watching Bass. You know how many people I've watched do this exact same activity? Um, Different baskets, all with the same stuff. I'm just glad we didn't get it. Oh my gosh, I wonder what it could be. Um. (laughs) Oh, so during their scrapbooking, Alexis talks about how things are good and Justin is a little bit negative, but he also says like one month is not enough time. And she's like, what are you saying? We can build upon our mistakes. He says he's just going to hope for the best for decision day, which actually sounded to be like he was giving up. See, and I did not, that's what she read too. And I read that so differently. I read it as him saying, I don't think I can become all that you are looking for me to be in a month. I hope we have longer to get there. I don't think it was saying I'm not going to try or I'm not going to do anything. I think it was just like, I have a lot of work to do and I don't know that this is enough time for me to do all the work that I think I need to be doing. That's how I read it. Okay. And I, you know, that makes more sense than probably where Alexis and I were going. Um, What did you think of her response? I don't know. Um, I thought her response, even though, like I said, I think she misunderstood what he was saying. Her response was good in that it's not all bad. So it's not like we're trying to fix 100% of this relationship. We've had some good times. I will say, though, that I don't don't see it for them because I'm sorry to doom them or, you know, say it's not going to work out. Because, again, communication. So you got your poor communication, which has been... Oh, sorry, Morgan, just like stomping away. But then I feel like their communication is not good either. Like they're not talking, they're talking, but they're not, they continue to not understand each other. So that was kind of what I read in her response was still like, she's not, they're not understanding, they're not communicating. And so, yeah, that that was sort of where I, mm. yeah, okay. Um. it's interesting to me that this episode there's like all these conversations that people are having and I'm like I'm not getting a ton out of this Mm -hmm. so Stasia and Nate go on another picnic I don't know why these two people have been picked as the official picnic goers of maths this season they look beautiful outside it it did they also look like they were freezing and they were wearing their same fits from the um, from the lawyer because that coke um, so I think there was just maybe a, a convenient place to set it up outside the, the lawyer's office. I don't know. I thought they didn't look that cold. I feel like San Diego in March is cold in the water, but it's fine elsewhere, I think. They didn't look cold to me. They looked happy. 
Um, I enjoyed their conversation. Um, I'm happy for them and where they're going in their conversation. I do feel, again, maybe it's, again, jumping in, you know, this week, maybe I'm a little bit like uh, Nena and, you know, not having context, but he's like, I'm here. And then at one point she's like, oh, what number are you on? And I'm like, what are you giving him? Like, again, it seemed pretty one-sided and insecure. Like the man said, I'm falling in love. I'm, you know, getting closer. And she's like, so how much? Can you quantify? Like, is it like an 8.5 or like an 8.7? Like, come on. And I'll just give her that last week he said he was 40% in love with her. So this week she wanted to quantify what the number was if they had made any progress since last week. I still think it's unnecessary, but it's all good. And you're, you know, I'm so glad you pointed this out. There was no discussion, not even a little bit of discussion of like Stasha's returned feelings. It was just like, oh, do you love me? Yeah. And how much? Like she didn't tell him I'm 60%. Um, so yes, perhaps it's the nature of like maybe the men come in with the upper hand. That's why there's so much like pleasing the woman. I don't know. Uh, but again, I noticed that. Um, <laughs> and then Morgan chose violence. <laughs> Last week, Jade was like, oh, they're faking out with the throwing the, the flowers on the floor. No, there was no faking. That girl really did throw those flowers on the floor. It gives bad acting vibes, too. <laughs> like, are you on a soap opera? Yes! Like, the whole... I mean, okay, we should give the people the details, but um, I was yeah. very confused as to why in the lead up they were very much like Morgan, 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 and then the day of Ben is like, "Oh, I haven't really talked to her. Uh, maybe she's still mad." I was like, "You look dumb right now." Oh, because he should have known that he was walking into an issue. I don't think he should have known he was walking into an issue, but I was also like, "Why are you faking stupidity?" Like. Oh, I don't know what's going on. I'm just going to walk in and hope that we can salvage our relationship. The woman has refused to talk to you for a couple days. Like, I just felt like he should have been more honest about the, the fact that he was in a bad position with his wife. I feel like what could he say or do? That's why <sighs> I go, like, it's very, like, I don't know. How much can you do when she's not talking to me? Like, maybe she's not talking to me, and when she sees me, she'll have calmed down and she'll want to talk to me. Um, again, Morgan hates Ben. Like, what is he supposed to do with that? I have no idea. But so she, he walks up, he gives her the flowers, she flows them on the floor, and then Morgan starts with her pontificating. I was excited when I got married. I thought I was meeting a person who was going to care for me, who was going to be a partner, who was going to be my husband, who was going to have my back. And you are not that man. My vows are not for you, but I'm giving you an opportunity to explain yourself. I'm like, girl, get off your high horse. It's a very high horse. Um, sorry, I'm going to like, I have to ask this question because I think, again, going to the context of why people who we are, is Morgan the one who didn't tell her parents, her dad, she was getting married until the day off? No, that was Kristen. Okay. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> Morgan right. has no relationship right now with her dad. He didn't um... come to the wedding nor was he invited. Okay, well, I'm not going to put things on her that aren't there. But it's like, I thought that the the whole response, like I said, the situation is you had a valid, 
you had a potentially valid argument, but you've like just lost the rails. So perhaps there's, you know, sometimes what we see, the manifestation of something is not always the entire story. So perhaps there's some backstory about trust, about, you know, talking behind her back that like makes this make sense because it just seems so large a response and so outsized to his potential action. So the backstory, I guess, is what happened at the honeymoon, which is where he... No, I know the whole nursing and it's uh, associates versus a bachelor's, but it's still too big for that, right? Correct. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Even that, it's too... um, The response does not... Yeah, I just feel like it's too big. And if it's that, then like, then aid. The thought that I had is... I miss Alyssa. Like, this is worse than (laughs) Alyssa. (laughs) Like, you should admit it. If you admit it, then I'll sit down. But then I'm just going to sit down. I'm going to hate you sitting down. Like, at least Alyssa was like, I don't want anything to do with him. I'm just here to hang with my friends. Can I? I I really honestly had the thought of Alyssa was cleaner. At least she hated him up front to his face. Objectively disliked him. This is worse than faking like you might be able to get past it for the purposes of television that's bad bad. well what i did not understand is he she accused him of lying because he said i haven't been when they were in group settings he she says you said that you weren't saying anything in group settings and all the guys are talking about their problems and you wouldn't say anything but you went to justin and told him everything and i'm like okay well those two things are not are not not the same. same yeah and he's like the stuff from the honeymoon and she's like no 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 you have told there's so much more and you're not fessing up to it. And I'm like, what else? What else? You have like your one concrete example. And then we're waiting for like, so what, what did this man say? You told Justin, I was mad that your family's perfect. And I'm like, that's a weird way to spin something that he probably did say. And that's why I say like the reaction is outsized. Like, okay, let's just talk, think about that. If you believed, it's not about telling Justin, it's about the family that I come from and you thinking your family's better than me and me having insecurity about my family. Like it's about so much more than what she's saying it's about. It's not about telling Justin, it's about potentially you feeling that your family is better and me feeling insecure in my family. Like it's, that's why I'm like, Alyssa at least was like, I just don't like it. Like, it's a, that's better than this, where I'm caring so much that any misstep from you is devastating to the point that I'm doing angry boxing. Like, I, I feel like it cannot be said enough. Morgan hates Ben. <laughs> um, so she does, like, I, I, I can't deal, like, I can't respect dramatics. I'm like, if you want to fight with Ben, then sit down and fight with Ben. But, like, you wanted to make a big speech and, like, put him down and then storm away. You know how I can't stand people who storm away Mm -hmm. and want someone to chase them. So, of course, a producer chases her. And she's crying. And she said she's crying because she's frustrated because she's not going to get anywhere with him. And she basically says, like, I'm not going to talk to you. And Ben is, like, he's verbally on his knees. He's, like... I'll just own up to all of it. We'll figure mm-hmm. it out. Like Ben has gotten to the point where he is just apologizing over and over again so that she'll talk to him. 
And then Morgan's all like, I'm walking away. And then Ben's like, I don't know what to do. And then finally she agrees to sit down and talk to him. And then Ben apologizes, says that he definitely talked to Justin behind her back multiple times. I feel like Ben, I still don't think Ben, I don't know if Ben did anything wrong. Yeah, I I don't know if he did anything wrong either. And it seemed like even if, like, he admitted talking to Justin, but it wasn't just Justin. Who else was it? Did you talk to anybody else? Oh, so you talked, so you didn't just talk to Justin. Like, he could not win for trying. He could not admit enough. It was just, I don't know if he did anything wrong. I really don't think it's about what he did. It's about how she feels about so many other things that aren't what she's saying. I, I'm very, I, that's why I wanted to know more. Besides that one thing about the family, I was like, what did this man say? What did Alexis say that he was saying? And his apologies, I felt like were just, they were, they were desperation apologies. Mm-hmm. They were, producers told me to apologize so we can continue filming. And, and I'm not sure he has anything to be sorry for. Yeah. I want to know who he has permission to talk to about the issues that they have. Like, it's very controlling to me. Like, she wants to control who he talks to and what he's allowed to talk about. Um, And I do think that there is something to be said for protecting your relationship. Like, I do think that there is validity in that. But I also think everybody deserves to have somebody to talk to. Mm -hmm. I also think Ben picked the wrong person to talk to. (laughs) That is also true. (laughs) I mean, I think Mitch would be a much safer place for all of this. I, do, I would not... First off, Justin's relationship is not going well enough to be given anybody advice. Miguel. This is a great place for Miguel. But maybe Miguel doesn't want to listen to it either. You know, <laughs> not only do you have to find someone good to talk to, you have to find someone who wants to listen. Those may not be, yeah, the same person. I I think Justin really screwed up here. I I don't think Justin is the right person to be talking to. And I also think he... He's probably giving Ben bad advice based on how the first one went. I, I don't think he's the best person. But anyway, um, but she but just... I, I just want to pause there, though. It is This is not... Perhaps Justin is not the best person, but I, I don't think there's anyone she he could have talked to that she would be okay with. Like, I don't think that... Maybe Alexis calling and saying, hey, he's talking to him, but she was upset before Alexis called because she was upset that he was upset about, you know, like she just, it's on them. I was on, I won't say it's on them. It's on her to me. Um, I don't know that Justin is really the fault line here. This issue was broken. <laughs> and then how it ended was bonkers. Morgan's like, well, it would be very easy for me to walk away. I, whenever people say that, I'm like, then walk. But she's like, no, we're going to continue to go through this process and you're going to show up every day. You're going to see me every day and know how much you've hurt me. And I was like, the level of self-importance here is very high. Mm-hmm. And poor Ben is just like a beaten dog. He's like, yeah, yeah. And she's like, we'll have to talk to the experts. And I'm like, what? <sighs> um. So Ben is left to look at wedding stuff alone. <laughs> and that was like so <laughs> terrible. <laughs> I wish they had not, even if they had filmed it, I wish someone was like, the people don't need this. We don't need this. Because was he crying or was he just like, was his nose running? You know what we did talk about? What? 
the white buildup on his lip while they were outside arguing. Please tell me you noticed this. I didn't notice it. It was like um, like sweat. No, it's like the white crust on your mouth that builds up. I think when it's cold, at least. Oh. (laughs) But the thing was, is that it came and it would go, and it would came and it would go, and I was like, they're showing their hand with this editing. Maybe they gave him some chapstick in between, and then they like, yeah. That's funny. (sighs) I did not notice at all. I'll go back and look for it. The producer was like, so you're going to stay in this like honeymoon suite by yourself? And he's like, I think I'm going to go home. <laughs> um, it's, it, by the way, they should have been the last couple to celebrate their one month because they were the last couple to get married because he got COVID. So their wedding was delayed. Did we see someone after? No, I think they were last, right? Yeah, I think they were last. We just never saw Alexis and Justin celebrate their one month anniversary. Yes, we did. That was the um, scrapbooking. But they never did the pictures in the... Wait, they did do um, the pictures. They had pictures in their scrapbooking. I thought, I thought their scrapbooking was their one month anniversary thing. Oh, but they didn't get their vows and the... Okay. I can't believe they just missed them like that. Anyway. Closing off with the um, very awkward delivery of an open bottle of champagne. You know that champagne might not be real. What do you mean? They give them fake champagne. Like juice? Yeah. Why? Um, I don't know, but something we we figured it out. Like, I don't know, in Boston or like that. I even I was like, that doesn't look like champagne. And then they made reference at one point to how the producers gave them like fake alcohol for uh-huh. like gathering. And so half half the time they give them alcohol, I'm like, I'm not sure if that's real. Oh, I wonder if that's like a hey, we don't want you to get choisted and we're gonna record this seven different times so here drink some juice <laughs> all right so um we ended like the music was very very sad when we went away from yeah London. yeah all right guys we'll be right back when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we are back with Nate and Stasha. Allie, what are they doing? They are getting tattoos, which is, um, there are many ways to think about getting tattoos with your husband of one month that you were set up by production on Lifetime. Um, But yeah, they're getting tattoos. I loved when he was telling the tattoo artist they've been married for a month. And then the guy was like, oh, how long have you known each other? And he was like, exactly the same amount of time. And the guy was like, let me just do my work here. Um, <laughs> let me not um, ask too many questions. Now I'm gonna ask, you know, I've already asked one too many here, so let me just focus on what it is I'm here to do. Um, but no, I thought it was, um, I thought it was sweet. I, I did think it was sweet, and I think that one of the beautiful things about relationships is that there are no two who are exactly alike. So I liked that this is something for them. And this is, you know, it didn't seem production led. It didn't seem like, hey, let's get the exact same book basket of pictures and apple juice. Um, so I thought it was a, I thought it was sweet and they were so happy with each other. I think that was the other really great thing to see is how how much they enjoyed 
the togetherness of it. I appreciate your optimism because I sure was like, I wonder how much it costs to get that removed. How big is this? Because the bigger it is, the harder it is to get removed. I actually think that Nate and Stasha are like a good couple. And I think they're going to say yes on decision day and last a long time, actually. But I still think I've never seen a couple on masks get tattoos. And I do not think this is a good idea. Mm. At one point, I was like, maybe it's fake. Maybe they're just punking us. And it's like, nope, that is a very real tattoo. Very real. Um, he makes Nate makes a joke about how he can lose the wedding ring but not the tattoo. And Stasha's like, no, you actually can't lose the wedding ring. <laughs> I mean, he absolutely can lose the wedding ring, but um, okay. Uh, so then there is a one month anniversary party bus experience. Everybody, what everybody gets on the bus. Everybody's getting dressed. Please, Allie, tell me what you thought of Alexis's outfit. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> I thought, how is she going to pee? Um, <laughs> that is what I thought. <laughs> I thought it's going to be really hard. Hopefully the bathroom is clean because she's going to have to get fully undressed. I hope there's a side zipper. Those were my thoughts. I also, um, Alexis likes to show the cha-chas and, you know, that is fine. Um, she has great ones. So I feel like in every outfit, we got a good cleavage shot from Alexis. But that was my biggest concern is how does one go to the bathroom? Is there a side zipper? Um, she looked good, though. Everybody looked good. I, re- I noticed that, too. Everyone looked really good. Um, Nate and Stasia, to me, are so cute. They give me very, like, power couple <laughs> Yeah. I knew you, know? you were going to say it. I knew you were going to say it. <laughs> is that, yeah, I, they, they're, they're cute to me. So I, I enjoyed the outfits, you know? I, I like watch, looking at people's clothes and being like, I hope one day I have the confidence to wear a bright pink jumpsuit with, with no discernible zippers. Um, that, that is all that I have to say on that. What do you think about, what did you think about her jumpsuit? The thing about Alexis is, okay, first off, her outfits to me range from like, oh, that looks amazing to, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and the pink jumpsuit was definitely a hmm. But I always love that Alexis celebrates herself. Mm-hmm. And she usually celebrates herself in pink, which is my favorite color. So I'm like, well, I can't really disapprove. That's my color. Um, um, So everybody gets on the bus, says hello. um, And then they do the inevitable, like, oh, wait, there's supposed to be 10 of us. There's only eight of us. Justin seems to be in the know. And he's like, oh, they're, uh, they're not coming. Kristen, well, she said Ben wasn't coming, and then I think someone was like, "Well, Morgan could come by herself," and then someone's like, "No, why would she come by herself?" And then, and then Kristen is like, "Oh, if Mitch and I were not good, I would be coming for a nice I dinner by myself." Appreciated her so much for that. <laughs> Kristen said, "We gonna eat." And it's <laughs> I'm gonna come eat. I'm gonna come hang out with y'all. She said, "And hang out with my friends," which was like, "What? Well, was good for you." I really, you know. I can I just this is a little off topic, but I like I I don't know if I said it in the earlier, but I'm gonna say it just in case. I really enjoyed watching the episode because I think that you get people are complex and people are interesting, and as much as like you guys do such a great job of recapping, like I feel like I got a fuller picture of all of these people. Like I think I like Kristen a lot. I just liked everybody a lot more from actually seeing them and the little tiny asides like that. So. Um, go Kristen, you go get you some dinner. I bet like I hated Kristen in the beginning just because she waited till the wedding day to tell her dad she was getting married. Um, and maybe it's like, 
I could not imagine doing that to my old father, but I was mm-hmm. just like, how could she? And then the moment that was over, I've liked Kristen ever since. She's fun. Uh, um, <laughs> so they have a very nice dinner in the jungle. I was like, this is the jungle. It looks. I couldn't quite figure out where they were. Sorry, it was some sort of restaurant. Oh, okay. See, I didn't. I wasn't even sure if it was like a restaurant or, yeah. Um, Stasha is shocked to see Mitch in dress shoes, blazer, and a collared shirt. <laughs> um, Alexis tells Mitch that the wood is the table is wood yes. and not plastic. Which I was like, is he really going to appreciate that? Isn't he going to be upset that we cut down the table to the tree to uh, do the table? Sorry, can we go back to Lindy and the sh- um? What did the man say? Is calfskin? I like <laughs> sheepskin. <laughs> and he was yes. Oh, that was cute too. Again, another cute little side. Um, yeah. Uh, and Mitch, you know, I don't know if this is how he has been about all of his um, concerns for the planet. But when they made fun of him, he seemed to take it well. Does he generally take it well? Yes. Okay. You know, I'm glad you pointed this out. There has never been a time. Well, first off, Mitch wears his environmentalism like like a badge. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't see him ever getting upset. Um, but you're right that I've never seen him take it badly. Ever. He just he takes it in stride. He's actually a very good-natured person for the most part. It's dawning on me. Uh, they talk about... Everybody has to go around and talk about their marriages. From watching this whole thing. Do you think that that is a good thing that Mavs does? No. Bringing the couples together to talk about things? No, I don't. <laughs> um, I think it's good television. Um, but I don't think it's a good thing. I, um, I, I don't know what it serves ex- except good television. Like, it's awkward. Um, and it is... Like, it seems like you have to make revelations about or provide insight into your relationship in this setting that often you haven't provided to your partner prior. So they're a little bit blindsided by what you're saying. And it's just, you no, know, it's awkward. I did not love it. Even when it's good, because we start with Miguel just, you know, singing praises about how happy he is and he never thought he'd have this connection with a stranger. Um and Lindy, once again, Lindy saying that she's been able to get away with murder in previous mm-hmm. relationships, um, but she respects him and she doesn't want that to be part of their relationship. So it's taking work on her end, but he's worth it. Like altogether, these are all positive things, but it is like, but does it need to be said in this form? Mm-hmm. And maybe also when she said that, it made me think of, I think you and Tane have had this conversation about the previous season about like, he keeps me in check and like that sort of, insight you know like I can't get away with things and it's I do like that she said like I have too much respect for him for that but it's also like uncomfortable and weird dynamic like why do you want to walk all over I don't know I didn't yeah on its face it's like oh we're all great but even that was like this is uncomfortable I wish to be saying these things did you notice Stasha Chanel earrings oh my gosh yes I turned to my husband and I said, she's worn two different Chanel earrings in the two different scenes because she was wearing little CCs, Coco Chanel Cs, when she got tatted and got her, um, and then this one, she had the Chanel. I completely did notice. And I was like, okay, well, Stacey's going to wear this money that she's earning um, on her ears. Carry on. 
the thing about the Chanel earrings is that they're like such a joke on Real Housewives because like every franchise has had one person or two people wear them. And I don't know what it is with like being filmed, but they always look backwards. Like, did you notice the uh, now yeah, the shot? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I wonder if maybe you're supposed to wear them if you put if she had flipped the ears, then the shot would have been yeah, it would have been okay. That is really funny. Um, every hand uh, franchise has had this of Real Housewives. Who wears them? Like, give me some Housewives. And the Bev- I know Dorit, I think, has worn them. Mm. And I feel like someone on New York maybe has worn them. It may not be every franchise, but definitely Beverly Hills. That's funny. And I think, you know what? I think Potomac did too. Anyway. And it's always backwards. And it's always, I can't recall a single person wearing them the right way. That is hilarious. I want to get some now. I'm going to go look and see how much. You're going to look and see how much, and that'll be the end of you wanting them. I might get them for myself. I might treat myself. <laughs> um, st- well, back Stasha, what she actually said is that they have disagreements, but they make it to the other side. It brings them closer together. And Nate says that he has a more a calm approach to things. <laughs> She's like, I'm not calm. And he says they compliment each other. And seeing the bigger picture alleviates the small disagreements. And everybody knew about the tattoo before dinner, clearly, but they did show everybody mm-hmm. the tattoo. And he said that he's happy and he wants his best friend next to me. And Stasha is his best friend. Very sweet. I thought it was amazing when Kristen called him real and amazing. Because previously, Lindy had said at the honeymoon, Lindy was like, is he genuine? So I was like, interesting that Kristen is calling him real. Does Justin look unhappy in this moment? But did they flash to him and he looked a little unhappy when they See, I didn't think he looked unhappy, but I thought Alexis looked like like before he yes. Um I thought Alexis looked um I don't I wouldn't say that he looked unhappy, but I thought Alexis was just like ugh. Alexis looked bothered. Do you think she was bothered by Nate or Stasha or she was bothered like, oh god, our time is up? I think it was the the latter. Okay. So Kristen, Mitch asks her and she says, oh, you go first. And Mitch says that it's demanding and difficult to be married and he's never lived with anybody before. And it's been a journey of self-discovery. And he's done a lot of work with himself. He also says that he wasn't sure if he had the capacity to be a husband. Kristen, in her kindness, says he's, a, he's incredible and she doesn't doubt how hard he's trying. But you say a lot of stuff. You signed up to be married. I was so happy when she says this because this is what Tane and I say here every week. <laughs> Especially Tane. What were these people thinking? <laughs> and I was happy for her to say, what were you thinking? Like, she's like, people constantly compliment you. Oh, Mitch is so wonderful. Mm-hmm. She's like, I think you're wonderful. But what about me? And she's like, basically, I think part of me thinks this is going well because I'm doing all the work. And when does it get to a point where I get to stop compromising and doing all the work and you get to do something? And when does, she basically says, when do I get to stop walking on eggshells for Mitch? Mm-hmm. Again, very, I'm glad you said it all. Great insight. Um, yeah, this is the man who didn't even clean his house knowing that cameras were coming. So all of it needed to be said. I'm surprised she didn't bring that up. I would have brought that up because I'm a petty, you know, and that should have been brought up. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, but it was, again, like, is that not a conversation for the two of you, just the two of you? Yes. 
it's awkward in front of everybody else. I think it was definitely a conversation that needed to be had. And it's something that needs to be pointed out to him that you're, you're acting like, oh, wow, this is such a revelatory surprise when like, you asked for it. <laughs> I, I, definitely all true. Um, and she talks about how, like, she might snap and lose it. And this man is like, in a very kind way, like, you have permission to do that. <laughs> She's like, I don't need your permission. I need you to get your ish together so it doesn't happen. Talking to <sighs> me about how I have permission. Alexis jumps in because she says she she's apologizes. And Alexis is like, you don't need to apologize. And Mitch basically says, yeah, you don't need to apologize. And he's like, I don't want to tell you what to do, but you can be your true self. And, you know, if you feel like you need to tiptoe, you know, whatever you need to express mm-hmm. to me, I'll be there for you. It was nice. Styrofoam up in your house and then we're going to see if that's what you're saying. <laughs> Like, what if I want to make jello shots and not use those mm-hmm. stupid metal cups mm-hmm. that you made me buy? Or, yeah, what if she wants to flip two houses? <laughs> um, so, yes, I thought, I mean, I've said it. A conversation that should happen, perhaps not here. Justin jumps in to say that he's proud of him. And I was like, oh, gosh, this is just what he does on After Party that drives Tane insane. Um, jumping in on things. So he says, what, like, this woman just said she's tired of people telling Mitch how wonderful mm-hmm. he is. Yeah, I picked and up Justin on that, yeah. just decides to do it. Yeah. But I guess Justin's just here for his boys. Um, I guess, but if I was, I could not deal with a Justin in any context. In mm-hmm. Not romantic, not as a friend. Too, too involved. So Kristen asks Alexis, what about you? And Alexis says that she doesn't want to talk. She wants to listen. And in an interview, Alexis says that she's trying to be respectful of Justin's sensitivity. If Justin pushes her to talk, then they can see, like, it might make him uncomfortable. But Justin gets a pushy and he's like, why don't you have anything to say? He thinks they're doing good when you're not talking. And she's like, that conversation went in circles. What did you think they were arguing about? Oh, gosh. I don't even know what they're arguing about. Well, and it started before it started. Because as um, other people were talking, she was uncomfortable. And I could tell she was uncomfortable as other people were talking. So then he turns to her and is like, you know, what's going on? Like, she's very clearly uncomfortable. So even before, I believe before someone says, you know, what do you, and she's like, oh, I don't want to say anything. Like, she's already like, oh, this is, this is going to be a mess. Like, this is going to be, and I think like, what were they arguing about? They were arguing about the fact that she wants to say that I'm, this, this dude is a mess. And yeah, she basically wants to say what Kristen said. I feel like that's kind of what she wants to say. Like, I'm walking on eggshells. I'm being so careful to deal with your feelings um, and aid broken record communication to me what was really like surprising is how many times she, he would say something and she would say I'm not understanding what you're trying to un- get me to understand like it's so strange to have people use English towards each other and still not understand each other so I really think you asked me I think the long answer to your short question is what are they arguing about I think they're arguing about the fact that they don't know how to talk to each other <laughs> do you think they can learn how to talk to each other uh, um 
yes, but um, the caveat is part of what they're struggling with is that, and it's very interesting that he, I don't believe he cried this whole episode and you guys have led me to believe that he cries all the time. Um, but the difficulty is she's very much like a say it like it is kind of person and he, that will make him cry, right? So how do you learn to talk to each other when your communication styles and your like communication, yeah, your communication styles are so far off? Is it possible? Yes. But is it possible without major changes on both of your parts? I don't see how. So you think they're a little doomed? I don't know about doomed. I don't know about doomed. You know what? I think that I don't see what they would be hanging on for. Like sometimes you can see people struggling and you can see like, oh, but this and this happened and that this is what's good. And this is what they're be like figuring it out for. But honestly with them, I don't really like maybe again, I haven't watched all the other episodes, but um, I just don't see, I haven't seen the good. In the beginning, it was like, she said, he's not really my type, but she threw herself into it wholeheartedly. They were saying, I love you very quickly. And it's basically been all shit since they came back from the honeymoon. Um, so I feel like, okay, are we holding on so they can figure that part out? Sorry, I know I should know this because I have been listening, but the names are a blur. Are these the people with the dogs? Yes. Oh, then this is just done. <laughs> Yeah, we haven't, okay. for instance, at this point, actually, his dog should be back from camp. So we haven't even gotten an update on that. Maybe that'll yeah. happen next week. Yeah, I mean, this show is interesting because what I want to say is that, and I I think you and I have had this conversation a few times over the course of Married at First Sight for different um, couples, but that like, there is part of what you're fighting for and part of what makes relationships I think work is like a shared history and a shared, like when you're fighting, you're building on something. And what makes this concept so difficult is that you're not really building on something. You're building on a promise you made on the first day you met. And so when you're fighting, when I'm fighting with my husband, how many years has it been? 12 years later, like, yes, I'm fighting about this one thing, but this one thing in the spectrum of our entire relationship is inconsequential. And so whatever happens, we'll get through it. But when you're building and fighting at the same time, then to me, it seems like, how do you get through that? So yeah, I think they're doomed because what are they, all they, they've spent more fighting than building. Do you feel like in the beginning, they almost need to have very few problems in order to get to the part where they're fighting for something? Perhaps, or maybe not very few problems, but very low stakes problems so you can have disagreements but they can't be disagreements about your dog bit my dog your dog attacked my dog or you you know what i mean like i don't think you have to be perfect but i think if you have nothing but like big conflict then how like what are you building on hmm and you're i mean alexis and justin i had almost forgotten about the newton fighting incident um but now that you've reminded me of it i'm like they have had nothing but turmoil turmoil since they got back and it it is about big concrete things but it's also about in this case like she believed that he was throwing a tantrum 
even the rest of the table was like, oh my gosh, she's throwing a tantrum. Lindy wanted his food because he was pouting. And she called him on it in that moment. Like, you do not know how to self-regulate. You are pouting. You have a Jekyll and Hyde thing. And last week we were talking about Jekyll and Hyde about a person can just kind of have emotions and then like be over those emotions. Is that Jekyll and Hyde or is it just having emotions, you know? I think it's being a completely different person, which I would say, actually, I will give him, I don't think he has a Jekyll and Hyde thing. I don't think they were large swings. He just was upset. Yeah, yeah, I think he was just upset. So I I feel like giving it, like, Jekyll and Hyde is is harsh. Um, But he definitely was upset. And, you know, again, you asked very early on what are they arguing about, different communication styles. But I also think he was upset because he wanted to come and report back and be like, we're so good too. And, you know, all of the table was basically, because Morgan and Ben weren't there, that perhaps this is where Morgan and Ben would have been helpful. Um, the table was like, yeah, you know, we're having struggles, but we're, we're good or we're not having struggles. And I think he wanted to look good in front of everybody and she denied him that. And that was part of his problem. You know, I didn't even pick up on that. And you're totally right. Like he wanted their progress report to be good. And she was just like, oh, I'm not willing to. Mm-hmm. She didn't say it was bad. She just wasn't willing to like gas them up in front of company to make him mm-hmm. feel better. Hmm. Yeah. So they end the episode like these people, Justin and Alexis, have just ended episodes with negativity like multiple times. So we end this one with Alexis in the bathroom with Stasha saying, I have to coddle this man at every moment. And Justin outside, I think, talking to producer. a producer saying mm-hmm. that he's trying. Yeah. <laughs> it was a sad ending. And then next week we see them having basketball, having a great time. So. I wonder if Lindy really did eat his food. <laughs> you know, I appreciated Lindy in that moment. I really did. I appreciate a person who looks and is like, you know, this food is not going to be wasted on my I watch. mean, I'm surprised she didn't have to fight Kristen for it. Kristen, who was going to come get her meal with or without her man. <laughs> oh, so Allie, who has your bouquet this week? Oh, this is so hard. Um, okay. This is the only person who I really think deserves it. I really was hoping in our discussion I would think of somebody else, but here's who I have picked. Stacy's mom. I really like Miss Stacy. I did. I liked her apron. I liked her advice. I liked her, you know, it's easy as a mom to take your kid's side, but she didn't just take her kid's side. She saw her kid, but she also spoke up for what she needed to be. So I picked Stacy's mom. Oh, how about you? Hey, who has your bouquet? My bouquet this week, I felt like I couldn't give it to any couples together. You know what? But I will. I will give it to Kristen and okay. Mitch. They had a good they had a good week. And when Kristen told him, you're getting too much credit for not doing enough work, mm-hmm. he owned up to it and told her, like, you can be yourself. Now, I want to see if it actually ends up being this way, but they had a nice month anniversary. They just have, you know, they had really good, they had a good week and I was happy for them. And I'm glad you were here to point out to me like exactly how cute they are. I enjoyed them. Allie, who has your burnt ashes? It's a tie. You know, it's not a tie. It's two people, but one person earned it more. This Morgan, 
this Morgan should just go home. It's a sad, sad day where you have me wishing for Alyssa. And that is where you put me this week, Morgan. So you should go on home, pull on Alyssa, go get your stuff. Don't be shouting at this man, disrespecting this. If you don't want him, don't want him. Go home. Be like Alyssa. That should be the motto now. If you don't want, just go home. But then also, not as much less burnt ashes, fewer burnt ashes for Justin. Um, there's a lot there. I mean, we've talked about it. I don't really think I need to elaborate. Um, but I just, yeah. How about you? Your burnt ashes. Who has your burnt ashes? My burnt ashes also have to go to Morgan. That that was nonsense. I, I, I'm curious to see if later on we're going to find out more information, but there's no information I can find out that think that anything she did this week was an appropriate reaction. Like you said, if you want to go, just go. I didn't really like the way she spoke to Ben. I don't mm-hmm. care how upset you are. It felt very demeaning and controlling mm-hmm. and rude. Um, and I don't know what he did, but I just didn't think he deserved that. I just want to, before we go, I want to give a special shout out to Rita. Um, I will say, Rita, I haven't read your email yet, but the fact that you emailed us in the middle of the show while it was on, I really, I felt your passion and I appreciated it. And I'm very curious to see what you have to say um, in your email. Thank you, Rita. Ah. <sighs> All right, guys. Thank On that note. Thank you so much for letting me um, join you this week. Hopefully, I did right by the peoples. Yes, thank you, thank you for giving me my first full episode. Thank you so much for being my favorite special sister and coming onto the podcast. It's been great. Maybe you'll come back again one day? I don't think so, but never say never. <laughs> That's it for this week, guys. You can find Alter Call on Instagram and Twitter at Alter Call M-A-F-S. That's A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S. We love hearing from you guys on social media. Um, we're available everywhere you listen to podcasts. Thank you so much for your support and for listening to our show. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on whichever platform you listen. Um, and give us a five-star review if you're so inclined. Have a wonderful week, and we'll talk to you guys next week. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.